there, friend. You're listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced and supported for ministry in their homes. I'm your host, Pastor Beth Goodberry, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. Stay tuned. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, Wow, it has been since the end of July of 2020 that I recorded a podcast. And, you know, as as everybody is these days, just incredibly busy, uh, sometimes busy doing nothing, right? (laughs) Um, This, oh boy, Uh, it's been been such a crazy, crazy several months. And I'm really excited to be jumping back in with you here on the podcast. Um, I have this um, really, I'm excited about it, this idea of our next series. So what I'm going to do is today we're going to talk about yearly prep, basically the things that I do to prepare for the year. And then next week, we'll talk about monthly prep, then we'll go weekly and then daily. Um, and I'm really, really excited about this one, because it's it's a series that I've been thinking about doing for a long time now. Um, but number two, because it's going to really help me to stay focused and on task in terms of my own yearly, monthly, weekly and daily prep. And in fact, something that I have been wanting to do um, for a very long time, needing to do, um, is to come up with a really good morning and evening routine for myself. And so um, I'm using I'm using you guys, right? I'm using this podcast as a way to um, motivate myself um, to actually do what I am wanting to do. Uh, but right now, today, we're going to talk about yearly prep. Now, this uh, episode goes live on February 1st, and so you might be thinking like, well, it's too late, right? It's too late to prep for the year. That should have been done in January. And I mean, if you're anything like me, then that's what you're thinking. (laughs) But um, I'm here to tell you, you can prep for the year at any time in the year. Um, What I'm going to talk about today will be just as... Uh, powerful for you um, in February or March or April or May as it would have been in January. And so I really considered just skipping this one because I meant to publish it at the beginning of January and it just didn't happen. But then I really, I started thinking about it and like, you know what? No, this yearly prep stuff, like we're only a month into the year for one thing. And for another, this is good stuff um, to do to prepare for the rest of the year, no matter where we are in the year already. So I'm really excited. I'm going to share with you four things that I try to do at the beginning of each year. Um, and they're they're just four simple things that, and it's not going to cover everything. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to prepare you for every detail of your year. But when we're looking at a whole year, I mean, that's 12 months. Right now, that's 11 months. <laughs> I suppose you could, con- you could include January of 2022 if you wanted to and do a full year prep. But, um, but that's, that's a lot of time. And 
uh, to be able to come up with like all the nitty gritty detail stuff. That's not what this is about. This is about looking at the big picture of your year and and setting the tone and and getting prepared for what is going to happen this year. So four things um, that I do at the beginning of each year, or I try to do anyways, at the beginning of each year that you could totally implement uh, right now in February or whenever you're listening to this, you can implement all four of these things. The first of my four tips for yearly prep is to set the tone by coming up with a word for the year. This is an idea that honestly, I don't even remember where I first heard it. I don't think that it's my original idea. And you may have heard of this uh, before from other people too. I mean, it's becoming quite popular. Um, but instead of setting a New Year's resolution that is very specific and measurable, um, I like to set the tone for the year with a word, just one word. Um, what this does is it allows for failure <laughs> um, without it actually being failure. It allows for change throughout the year as I change, my goals change, um, and it, it gives me some flexibility um, in order to, to actually achieve my goals. Um, so let me give you an example. Last year, um, I may have set a goal of writing a full year of curriculum, um, you know, one lesson every week. You know, I, I could have set that goal. But then um, when I had to work from home um, or when um, something happened in my family and my kids got sick, then I would have felt like a failure on those weeks when I didn't finish a lesson. And then I would feel like I kept getting behind on my New Year's resolution, right? Because I would feel like, okay, well, I need to catch up on last week's lesson and now write this week's lesson. Um, but instead of setting a goal like that, I came up with a word. And my word last year was resilience, I decided that I was going to be resilient um, throughout the year. And every time something hard happened, and believe me, hard things happened a lot for me in 2020, every time something hard happened, I remembered that word. And it gave me the courage, um, it gave me the, the drive, and it gave me the comfort um, that I needed to get through each of those seasons. Now, I don't think I would have come up with that word on my own. Um, actually, it was a friend who gave me that word. And uh, that, I believe, is because I was prayerfully considering what my word for the year might be. Now, sometimes the word just will come to you. I mean, maybe you're already thinking of, oh, this is my word. I know exactly what it's going to be. And that's 
awesome. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But sometimes we need to really take our time, like take a full week and pray about it and think about it and come up with several ideas, write them down, and then narrow it down to what just really stands out to you. Um, And it can be such a powerful thing. My word for this year, for 2021, is creativity. My husband's word for this year is giving. And do you see how these are broad words that are going to apply to whatever happens in 2021? I mean, no matter what happens in 2021, I can apply my word of creativity. My husband can apply his word of giving. And so when we say this is a year of giving, this is a year of creativity, that gives me the flexibility and the and the uh, the space to be able to do whatever God is calling me to this year rather than setting a a New Year's resolution of I'm going to record a podcast every week. Guess what? That probably would have been one, part of my New Year's resolution this year because the creativity goal encompasses the podcast and the Sparrows uh, Kids Ministries curriculum. And so I would have set these goals and I would have already failed friends, because I didn't record a podcast in January and I didn't write curriculum (laughs) in most of January. I didn't get anything up on the website in January. And so there's all these things that I would have already felt like a failure. And I probably, honestly, knowing myself, I would have given up by now, by February. But because my word is creativity, I can look back on January and said, guess what? I got really good at crocheting. (laughs) And that would not have been something that I specifically would have put into my New Year's resolution, but it was very creative. And so it fit, right? I did some really cool drawings in January and that was creative. I rearranged the furniture in my house and that was creative. I organized uh, a couple of different cabinets and shelves. That was creative. And so I can I can feel really good about the first month of the year now because I have been achieving uh, my goal or my word, my tone for the year already. And I can look into February expectantly um, and, and, and excitedly because I can be creative. Um, and so I just would really encourage you to think through, like, what is my word for the rest of this year? No matter when you're listening to this episode, you know, if, if you're listening to it right when it goes live on February 1st, that's awesome. And, and you've got most of the year right now ahead of you to be able to say, this is my year of encouragement or this is this is my year of um of of family uh it can be anything it doesn't have to be an adjective it can be it can be a noun like family or home or uh or honestly it could be a a year of work uh it could be a year of love it could be anything that you want and so If there's something that's just like tugging on your heartstrings, maybe it's a word, maybe it's just a feeling, I I would encourage you to really think about that and and go with it um, and set the tone for your year with a word. The second thing that I do um, for the year is I look at my budget. 
and I set some new financial goals. Now, when I talk about financial goals, I'm talking about specific goals, not setting a tone, but specific goals of what I want to do with my budget this year. Now, my word for the year is going to kind of um, uh, speak into what my financial goals are, right? Because if your word for the year is family, then you would better put your money where your mouth is um, and invest, like I mean, literally invest <laughs> your money in that in that goal in that tone for the year you can't put all of your money toward you know work or or toward hobbies but you need to put that money in toward your family if that is your word for the year maybe your word for the year deals more with like your home and and maybe you're going to put some money towards some home upgrades this year. Maybe you're going to redo your patio or you're going to be looking to buy a house. Maybe you're looking to move in this next year. Your budget is going to have to accommodate that. And so you're going to have to take some money out of other things in order to put it into whatever your tone for the year is. Now, this is not something that we do by ourselves if we are married. Of course, we do this together with our spouse, um, but I would really encourage you to look at like the big picture of your budget and set some goals. Um, now, maybe you want to set like a tone for your budget by by putting a word to your budget as well. That's not something that I do, but that could be really helpful for you as you look at the big picture because a lot of us are not big picture people and so so thinking about like a whole year of finances can be very um, overwhelming for a lot of us right especially if you have a job that you don't always make the same amount every week or every month um, that can be very overwhelming to try to, to just play you know guesswork about what the whole year is going to look like. I would really encourage you as you set financial goals to set goals by the um, quarter. So that means three months at a time, you're looking at by the end of this three months, we will have, maybe it's paid off a, a credit card. Maybe we will have bought a new car. Maybe we um, need to put money into savings for an emergency fund. Um, whatever, whatever that may be, but like, but split it up by three-month increments. And then when we do our monthly prep, which we'll talk about next week, then we're going to be looking at those three months and breaking it down month by month. But for now, you're just looking at the big picture. What are my financial goals for the year? Now, this might look different for for all of us. Some of us just need to have a conversation um, with a trusted friend or a spouse and say, like, listen, what do we want to make sure we do with our money this year. Um, maybe, and maybe what you want to do is, is you want to give. Like I said, my husband's word for the year is a year of giving. And so that's a conversation that we need to have uh, because he actually just chose his word last week. <laughs> so, I mean, for real, when I say it's not too late, it really is not too late to start this. Um, but that means that we really need to have a conversation. What does what does a year of giving look like for you? What are what are your expectations about about giving in terms of our finances? Because maybe he has no expectations about giving financially or, or, you know, I mean, obviously we give 
uh, we do give <laughs> to people financially. We give to organizations. We tithe and all of that. But I'm talking about above and beyond. Maybe that's not what my husband is thinking. Maybe what he's thinking is more in terms of his time and his energy. So we need to have that conversation. Um, and so maybe for you, talking about new financial goals and 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 a budget for the year, maybe that just means having a conversation um, to to ground yourself and to to focus your thoughts in terms of your money. That will help you when you go uh, to work in the morning and you think about stopping at Starbucks. It's going to determine what your decision is about whether to stop at Starbucks each day, right? Like little things like that are going to add up. So I would really encourage you as you do your yearly prep to take some time, I mean a couple of hours, and just look at your budget for the whole year, whether that means for you looking at specific numbers or if it means just setting the tone for your budget for the year, having that conversation um, can, can make a huge, huge difference. My third tip for us today is going to seem kind of random, and there were several times as I was planning this episode that I almost took it off, but to be honest, this is something that I always do at the beginning of every year, and let me tell you, it's it's one of the most helpful things, and it's going to sound very silly to some of you, but to others of you, this may be really, really help. Um, I do all of my birthday cards for the year all at once. Now, let me explain. Um, I have, I think, 14 nieces and nephews right now. Um, that number, may, it, might, it may be plus or minus. I honestly don't know. There are so many of them. And I really want them to know me. And we live in a different state than all of them. So, um, Birthdays are a great opportunity for me to be able to reach that goal of of my nieces and nephews at least knowing who I am. And so we decided early on that we were going to send birthday cards to all of our nieces and nephews with a little gift card, you know, um just just as something special that that they get from us. And um it can be very overwhelming when you have such a large family to remember every single birthday. And especially when it comes to kids um, that are outside of your own home, it if you if I was to forget one sibling out of all of them, that would really make an impact and the wrong kind of impact, right? The the kind of impact that I don't want to make on these little ones. And so what I do is I write our birthday cards for the entire year. Um, I I get a, a two packs actually of birthday cards that come in the box, and I just write them all out. Um, and then I stick the little gift cards in, and it costs like a hundred bucks because I do five dollars a piece, right? And then um, I will seal them up, address them, stamp them, and everything, and then I put post-it notes on them of the date that they need to be mailed. And then I put them in my tickle box. Now, the tickle box is something I've talked about on here before. If you want to go back and listen to my episode on the tickle box, um, I would really encourage you to do that if that's something that um, interests you. But basically, it's a it's a box of folders, of file folders. Um, and each file folder is for one month of the year. 
And then um, at the beginning of each month, and we'll talk about this again in monthly prep, of course, but at the beginning of each month, I look in that month's folder and I pull out anything that, you know, I have prepped that I know that I will need for that month. Sometimes it's a piece of a piece of paper that came home with one of the kids from school about, you know, they need to bring something to school or their recital is coming up or whatever it may be. I pull those things out, including the cards, and then I know that this is the handful of cards that needs to be mailed, and the dates are post-it noted (laughs) um, on each envelope, and I know when to put them in the mail. And that way, those cards are not only going to all of our nieces and nephews, but they're also getting there on time, which, let me tell you, like that may not seem like a huge deal, But to a parent, that means the world. And so I'm not only um, touching the lives of my nieces and nephews that way, but I'm also showing their parents that I'm thinking about them, that I care about them. Um, And let me tell you, this is not cheating. I mean, some of my (laughs) sisters-in-law will listen to this episode. um, And I'm I'm not ashamed to say that this is my system for doing it because it shows just as much love and concern for them and mm-hmm. as it would if I had literally remembered that week and written it that week and sent it that week. This is simply my system for making sure that that happens on time. And um, uh, so if you have a really big family <laughs> um, or maybe you could apply this system to something else, maybe there's something else that every month you just feel like you're playing catch up with, right? Maybe there's something else that every month you feel like, oh, I wish I had remembered that. I forget all the time. This, is what, this would be an opportunity during your yearly prep to prep it. Just prep it for the whole year um, and you'll be surprised at how much more smoothly the rest of your year goes. Well, we're finally to the fourth and last step of our yearly prep. And this is one that I kind of struggle with, to be honest with you, but I don't want to leave it out just because it's not something that I've mastered. Um, It is finding my own space. And I mean literally space, like physical space in the house, or or maybe for you it, it might be at work, um, finding my own space. This I have found is really, really important to me, especially since we um, recently moved um, and uh, we downsized. We are in a small three-bedroom ranch um, with the five of us, and it is hard to find time and space to be alone. Um, and so what I have realized about myself in the past several months is I really need a spot where I feel safe and I can do my work or do a hobby um, and nobody else is going to A, bother me in that space or B, get into stuff in that space. Um, this is something that I just, I, it's really, it's really something that I've been craving, especially since we moved. Um, but as I've talked to my friends, I've realized, um, that, that this is not just me, that a lot of my friends, 
um, really crave this as well and maybe don't even realize that that's what they're craving. But I would really encourage you, if, if, if this is something that is just like, wow, that would be amazing, you know, I would encourage you to take some time, walk around your house, or again, maybe it's like at work is where you feel like you need to find some space to yourself that's not your cubicle or your office. I don't know. But walk around your space and see, see what stands out to you. Um, maybe there's a certain chair that really stands out to you and you're like, oh, I wish that when I sat in this chair, my kids wouldn't climb up on my lap. You know, I wish that I could set my coffee down when I was, when I sit here, um, or I wish I had a table there. And instead of wishing that, uh, you know, put words to that. That's the first step, right? Like look around and put words to what is it that you want in your space, but then make it happen. Um, so I have a table and a rocking chair in my bedroom and it has been a journey of telling people, even my husband, friends, um, that you cannot put things on my table, um, but I need to protect that space. So that would be the next step of, of finding your space. You need to protect it. Um, if your space is, perhaps it's a chair in your living room, that if you are sitting in that chair, no, you're not going to read to your kids. <laughs> and that sounds really awful, right? Like, as a mom, my heart hurts saying that, literally. But if I'm sitting in that chair, that means I need space. And so it is okay for me to say no to you when I am sitting in that space. It's my space. Um, maybe you need to move a side table up next to your favorite recliner so that you can set your coffee down or so that you can leave your Bible out right there so that in the morning you can just pick it up and do your morning devotions. So think through what, what do I need to make this my space and how do I need to protect it? Well, that's all I have for us today, my friends, on our yearly prep. Stay tuned for next week's episode as we talk about monthly prep, the things that I do at the beginning of each month to get ready for what God has in store for me in the month. And just an FYI, if you're listening to this when it comes out on February 1st, then head on over to my website, sparrowkidsministries.com, and you will be able to download this Sunday's Kids Church message. I'm really, really excited to be offering my curriculum. Um, every week there will be that Sunday's lesson online downloadable for free. And you could also download the entire series that we are currently in for um, a, a small fee. And so I'm just really, really excited to be able to offer this. Um, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.